this week, Santa gets outed, kids get banned, and outrage about outrage. You're listening to the Fake Outrage Report. Hello, class. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Fake Outrage Report. I am Phil Kazi here with you as always, and as is usually with me, the uh, fresh back from India brown half of the show, Sandeep Sen. That's right. I am back, and I somehow avoided uh, I know any GI issues in India. Uh, what? There's one incident, but like you know, otherwise usually a what? a what issue? One incident, GI issues. What's that? Like gastrointestinal. Oh, okay. Like My sister said that there was a. She read somewhere that there was a fifty. If you take four Pepto Bismols a day, you reduce your chances of getting traveler's diarrhea by fifty percent. Is that a thing? Like a worry in India? Oh yeah. So that is there like a name for it? You know how there's like if you catch it in like certain South American countries, it's Montezuma's revenge. <laughs> is it like Cutharis' revenge or something? Or yeah, some, that would be good. God? You should start that. I think uh, some. I don't know. What's what, what's the god we host? Ganesha. Ganesha's revenge. Right. You know. Ganesha's diarrhea. I don't know. That'd be you should you should get that to trend in. There are like a millions of gods, and they all have their own. Is there revenge? a god of diarrhea? There's got to be. Probably. They're, but they all have their own like revenge. So there's that's why everyone goes to India, gets because there's so many more people. <laughs> so what did that you want to get revenge on you? <laughs> so what did you do in India? I saw my grandma and some other family, and then came back. Sounds that exciting. Was it. That's all. That's all. I. That's all I did. It was a quick ten day trip. My family was going, so I'm like, ten all right, I'll not, hop on. Ten days of family is not quick. I'm actually uh, leaving tomorrow to go see my folks for I think seven or eight days, and uh, I usually top out around four or five before I start to go crazy. So mm. I'm really worried about those last two or three days. You know. Oh, by the way, we're recording this before Thanksgiving break. I know it's going to come out in a week or two, but. You know, so that's where I'm going to. I'm going to Thanksgiving break, which I'm excited for. And I understand you're staying in the city I can't, this we, year. We should, we should make it like, we shouldn't have told people that. We should act like it's modern. Uh, you know, like. But yeah, uh, you're hearing this live. Man, all those, can't believe all these people keep coming forward with the sexual harassment stuff, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, no, like more people. <laughs> Every week with this thing. Oh, man, as I whip my dick out. So <laughs> let's meet. Oh, actually, no, I want to talk about one other thing. Um, we're going to meet Jen Kearns actually right now before I talk about this other thing. Jen Kearns is a, is a personal friend of mine. And, uh, for once on this show, we are not having a comic friend of ours. We have a, somebody who's just a straight journalist on the show. Oh, I'm funny. Don't underestimate me. No, I, that's not what I meant. We're talking about poop politics or you were getting ready to talk about your. Yeah. In, in addition to comedy, you have other <laughs> actual skills. Exactly. And so you're a current contributor for the Hill Yep. As well as various uh, cable news networks. Yes. As seen on uh, Fox News. I was on MSNBC yesterday. Yes. Yes. So you're, you're kind of a political expert then. Yeah. Uh, I would use the term expert loosely, but yes. <laughs> political commentator. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, I did uh, campaign trail work for about 10 years. Been a press secretary and spokesperson on a lot of national campaigns. And um I'm very well hated, depending on what side of the aisle you're on. So glad well, to be here. You know, then you're on the perfect show. We <laughs> we don't actually talk about politics in this show, though. So if you're if you're giving Jen a hate listen because you somehow saw this online, you're not going to get any good dirt. You hate can just listen. you can just hit the like stop it. button. But uh, you can hate listen to the rest of this. We'd love to have you. But Sandeep, I did something the other day that you're going to be so proud of. Uh, do you know what a sample sale is? Yeah, I didn't know about this. Somebody just told me what a sample sale was this week, and somebody brought me to one. Dude, I got $1,100 worth of clothing for $70. Oh, okay. And I figured you'd be proud of me because you're Indian and cheap as fuck. Well, yeah. I, as, as an Indian, I am proud of you. Though, um, 
You did spend seventy dollars. That's the. <laughs> That's about sixty-five too yeah. many, right. according yeah, to. Yeah, I it. spent seventy-five dollars. I never understand those stamps. Like they can just put anything on that tag. Like no, totally. We totally would have charged someone else like four thousand dollars. Well, we're no, here's the thing though. I, I'm one of these guys who, generally speaking, I do spend a lot of money on jeans, and I got a four hundred dollar pair of jeans. Not these that I'm wearing now. Don't look at them. A uh, different pair for like thirty-seven dollars. So I figured that you'd be proud of me, and I could, I could just, you can really list to all of your Indian folks that, that I'm, I'm good at this. Right, but like, would someone actually pay four hundred dollars? Is that the yes? You know, well, no. I'm saying I I know what good jeans are, and as soon as I put them on, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, I'm buying these. Oh, you like the way they? Uh, oh, I like ass. the way my ass looks fucking fantastic in them. Okay, so yeah, congratulations, good job, thank you. I, I saved eleven hundred dollars or. Uh, ten hundred and thirty dollars. I figured you'd be proud of me. This is all dubious. Do you believe the, pr- this the is prices? Spend. This sounds like spend, right? Like when mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. list the prices in the sample sales. Do are we supposed to believe that? Anyway, well, I, I will I, say I the sample sales are brand name. They are high fashion. They're like yeah. Oscar de la Renta, Halston. I have a lot of girlfriends who go, and one of them just added me to some list where now Rack you get New York. alerts. I'm on that list now. Yeah, you get <laughs> alerts of the sample sales. You can you can actually go and buy a four hundred dollar dress if you're a woman for like forty bucks. Is so. it? Uh, are they the dresses that didn't sell, or this is like they're going to sell? That's a good question. Good question, Phil. Like, you might have last year's jeans. <laughs> oh no! What as a straight white male will I do? <laughs> um, no, I, I'm happy about this. I just, you know, it turns out you're not impressed. So go fuck yourself, Sandeep. Uh, because there, the man like puts like. But, oh no! We, this is a totally. It would have. It well, was. No, no, no. It was thousand dollars. It's four hundred dollars. Well, no, this is what I did. I went online but just for you because we like your face. We're gonna give you thirty-seven dollars. No, I went online to the website okay. to see what they were selling for as retail. Yeah. After I bought them, and I'm like, holy shit! Oh, they were four hundred dollars. They were four hundred dollars pants nice. that I got for thirty-seven dollars. So I wanted to tell you so you could be proud of me, and we should go to a sample sale because I think you'd like it. Yeah. I've been to sample. I just generally don't like shopping, but you know. See, I do. That's the thing. I'm a straight dude who loves fucking shopping, and I'm actually pretty good at it too. Yeah, and you like choreography too, as you as you mentioned, because that's why you like John Wick. (laughs) You like choreography and you like jokes and you like shopping. I, I, you know, this whole straight thing is questionable. (laughs) And you have like three percent body fat. I mean, there is like you actually on paper. I am in gay shape. You're you're definitely right about that. (laughs) That's definitely true. So let's get into some outrage you guys ready for this yes sandeep do you want to do mine or yours first actually you know what let's let our guests choose our own adventure today that's what we're gonna do jen do you want to do first um what would that be called was yours like secret santa or something uh, yeah it's a little holiday years? holiday commercial outrage you want to do some, yeah, yeah, holiday commercial outrage that. yeah or do you want to okay. do um banning children outrage you want to do the commercial first yeah okay okay see it is the season for holiday outrage yes uh so this story comes to us from the uk and australia a little double trouble uh mainly the uk though uh amazon got in trouble for showing an ad where a dad walked into a house with a bunch of like amazon boxes And then he has to quickly hide behind a wall because his kids come down the stairs. And then once they're gone, he sneaks up the stairs to hide the presents. And so parents have expressed outrage on Twitter saying that the ad put them in a difficult position to explain it to their kids because the ad is basically outing the fact that their parents are Santa Claus. So, you know, they, they, they have no trouble, like, telling the kids this huge lie that, like, some fucking, some dude with a beard, some fat ass, you know, is going down chimneys and visiting all children in the world, but they can't, they can't explain this ad away somehow like that, that, that fucks it all up. And so, um, one was like, thanks at Amazon 
for your advert. That's this is how they talk in the UK and Australia, I guess. Uh, do it. My three-year-old is asking why the man is hiding with Are presents. Are you sure this wasn't just like a tweet, so they had to like shorten the word to fit it within the... Oh, that that too. Character limit. Okay. <laughs> okay, just making sure. It's not deep. But nothing else is abbreviated. Asking me Santa. Hashtag confusing. Hashtag Christmas. This is part of the war on Christmas. I, so, so let me get this straight. The parents are outraged because the kids see the ad and they go, Daddy, why are you hiding... Or, or why is that daddy hiding from the kids or whatever? Is that what right? This I mean, is you from? know, it's just parents shopping for the kids, and then they can't. They there's like there's so many things. Oh, you just spoiled Christmas spirit for children with your adverts. Well, anything. Well, you need anything to be reading this in a British accent. I feel. Well, you just spoiled the Christmas <laughs> spirit. Uh, another one. You've officially had this year's worst Christmas advert. See, they, they don't say ad, which would have been more. Yeah, thing. maybe they maybe this advert. is how they talk out there. I'm outraged that they're saying advert, first of all. Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, ad or the, advertisement. All the shit that we've abbreviated, that one actually kind of makes sense. <laughs> I mean, when people started abbreviating uh, crazy to cray three years ago, I thought that was a little weird. Advert, I can get on board with, I think, a little, a little bit. lazy to do cray. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a ridiculous story uh, that these parents are outraged. That okay. these parents are outraged. Look, I think the sooner kids find out there's no Santa Claus, the better. The sooner kids understand that the world is a harsh, cruel place, the better off the world will be. So you're pro-toughening up the kids. I'm pro-toughening up the kids. I- I'm anti-being overly sensitive to this kind of holiday BS. Uh, and look, tis the season. We're just you, you just tapped on this. We're just entering into the season where we're going to start hearing a lot of this stuff. And I think people better brace themselves for the holiday cups at Starbucks and Donald Trump's going to start saying Merry Christmas at 10 times a day. So just get ready, people. Brace yourselves. It's coming. Yeah, I couldn't agree with, with you more. I don't, I, I don't, first, I don't like that we, yeah, we don't need to coddle. We shouldn't really be telling kids that there's a Santa Claus, but if you're going to do it, fine. But now the whole world doesn't have to adjust it so your kid can be kept in the dark. Yeah. And also, too, I was thinking about it from perspective of like, of all the things to get upset about that your kids are going to eventually find out about, that's the one where we're drawing the line. You know, because you think about all the other things that you instill in your kids when they're young to either be, you know, a fan of a certain sports team or a fan of a certain, you know, politician or whatever the case may be. That's all fine to tell your kid either, you know, super one way uh, stories or allegiances when they're young. But how dare we tell them that there's not a fat guy coming down a chimney? And by the way, I I watched the commercial and you guys are making fun of me for being on Fox and Friends. This story, we talked about (laughs) this the other day. More inside jokes. (laughs) Oh, you Um, talked about this story? We did. Oh, but you see this? Fake (laughs) outrage stories are picked up by the national media now. See? See, we're ahead of the curve. But look, when I saw this commercial, I didn't immediately think that they were saying there was no Santa Claus. I mean, I don't know how your parents operated when you were little, but my parents would give like the parental gifts and then there would also be Santa Claus. Exactly. Gifts. So yeah. uh, the fact that people immediately jump to this, like Amazon is daring to suggest that there's no Santa Claus, I think is complete bullshit and just but, shows wait, the just, trigger society we're in. Uh, was this part of a war on Christmas segment on Fox news? Please say, please tell me it was probably. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, yeah, that's the second part of this is that if first, if your kid is young enough that he's going to be like asking questions or, and young enough to believe in that's Santa. That's a smart kid. That's an astute child. Well, And it said that the kid was three years old. Right. First of all, I'm not sure I even buy that. What? Yeah. What is this? What is this? My three year old was asking Super about this commercial. Sherlock's kid. 
What is this? <laughs> Watching a lot of Scooby Doo, like fucking getting. No, but you can't. You can't explain away like, oh, the, those are those are gifts for like the other for other his friends, his adult friends. Those are for gifts the bad for kids. poor kids in India. I mean, yeah, <laughs> those are the gifts for the bad kids, so they don't feel as bad. But you're the good kids. So well, that's in good. Jen's angle too, she. You know, I, I also have the same thing where there were some gifts from mommy and daddy and yeah. some gifts from Santa. And, you know, the angle away from that is to say, oh, yeah, that dad just didn't want his kid to see ahead of time what he bought his kid. Yeah. Problem well, solved. Kid's, Easy. That, problem solved. <laughs> no, that kid's dad, that kid was bad. That kid's, that dad's kid was bad this year. So he wasn't getting any gifts. So the dad was trying to soften the blow <laughs> by getting him a gift. Sandeep just went really dark. Right. Only, oh, only good kids get the kids gifts from Santa. Bad kids don't, they have to get the kids gifts from their parents. I think what's most ironic here is is they had the the representative from Amazon then had to go on CNBC or something and explain the commercial and say that they weren't pretending to be Santa, but Amazon has a Santa-like spirit and that we will travel all night to get your gifts to you. Brilliant strategy on Amazon's part to turn these lemons into lemonade, I thought, from a branding perspective was very smart. Like Jeff Bezos now is Santa because he will deliver your stuff within, you know, two hours yeah. or overnight on Christmas Eve. Yeah. So I, I was impressed actually, with Amazon yeah. here for turning a negative into a positive. Yeah. And I also, the other source of out, outrage for me is that these people are pretending that like, that Christmas is about Santa. It's, it's about the commercial aspect. This is, it, it puts companies <laughs> in the black. It makes money for the economy. This is Christmas. It's not about Santa anymore, bitches. <laughs> Yeah, the only people that I could actually see getting actually upset about this are people that don't like um, Amazon because they wish people would shop at the malls still. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the only people that I could see actually getting upset about this. But that's a different conversation entirely and like a crazy tangential topic. How do we know to do- that the Mall Association of America was not behind this hit job? I'm just saying. As someone who's used to political hits, that could be behind this That's here. interesting. That's actually <laughs> an interesting angle. Yeah, was there anybody who called for like a boycott or anything, or didn't get didn't get quite to that level? No, or didn't, any, the no. three year old didn't get quite to that level. No, okay. Yeah. Well, that person is not. That three year old doesn't know about the power of boycotting. Apparently, <laughs> the thing is, if your kid is smart enough to be, just like we're saying, if he's smart enough to like be watching this commercial and understanding there might be some loopholes here with this whole Santa thing, like it's time to just tell him. This is a good. This is a good Lipner test. <laughs> it's a good canary in the coal mine commercial. Or is your kid old enough to not believe in Santa anymore? <laughs> What, no, what is the, what is the proper age? That's a fun. What's the age where? Because with me, it was right around I would say the third grade. Everyone was seven and eight years old, and some kids were questioning it. Some were were diehard supporters. They were like, "No fucking way, Santa's real." I don't know if they said fucking, but they were like, "No, Santa's <laughs> real, whatever." But then there were some kids that were like, "No, my mom told me last year that there was no Santa." Like, what was it for you guys? For me, it was seven or eight. I remember. I think mine was in the fourth grade. I had okay. an older brother. He was pretty good at not telling me but i do he remember he was he was in on it i think he got like more gifts if he didn't tell me it was a whole like capitalist society rigged system but i do remember like for some reason looking under my parents bed and there were all of these presents and then my brother said you can't tell them we saw these because and then he told me it was they were basically santa but I remember in a weirdly like trying to please my parents kind of way, later that night at a holiday party, I started talking about all the things I wanted and I started listing all the things that were under their bed saying, it would be so great if I got this, what's its name, doll. And I remember my parents looking at me like, 
does she know? <laughs> ah. And that's the night they told me. They were like, they figured out as I was doing like You planted the, the seed. I did. Because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble for knowing about the stuff under the bed. So I started like saying how great So you overcompensated be. by I saying. I overcompensated and then, and then, then I outed away. myself. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Ah. <laughs> yeah. I never understood. I didn't know that people were supposed to believe that there is a real Santa. Like I never. I, oh, so you don't celebrate Christmas, do you? No, we did celebrate Christmas. Okay. But I never. Because I knew. Because we would have these Christmas. We'd have like Christmas parties. And then my uncle would come in dressed as Santa. I'm like, oh, this is clearly like my uncle dressed as Santa. I always thought that everyone understood that Santa is just kind of this. The, Mythical. This yeah. Well, the first mistake was hiring an Indian guy to be Santa. Right. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now. Who's my uncle who talk who talks in an Indian accent? He's like, hello, I'm Santa. Ho, I'm like, ho, ho. really? Fucking. just kind of. Here's another question I think goes above all this: is if you were a parent, why would you want somebody else to get credit for all the shit that you worked your ass off to buy? You know, like right. my <laughs> stance, be like, no, fuck you, I don't want it. like. My kids believing that if they leave cookies out, some fat fuck's going to bring them the, that, those toys. Like, I worked my ass off. I worked overtime last month to afford all this shit. And I want them to thank me, damn it. Like, that'd be my stance on it. I would want to make kids to believe that there is Santa so I could not give them gifts one year if they were, like, particularly bad. <laughs> so they Indian learn their parenting lesson. 101. You know, there's no, you have to get a little tough love sometimes, you know. <laughs> if, if the kid was good, if the kid is generally good. But I, I'm worried if I ever have kids that they're going to be fuck-ups because... How are you going to control that? I, I don't want to discipline anyone. And it's, uh, it's the elf on the shelf is what my friends with kids they have this like elf that sits, comes in a box. It's probably older than your like audience demographic, but there's a whole thing. If people I don't have know nieces what this and is. nephews, you have to explain this. this to me. Yeah. It's called elf on a shelf. It's a box that comes probably from Amazon. Um, you open it up. It's this tiny little elf that sits somewhere in your house. You could do fun things with it overnight when your kids wake up. Maybe the elf is like, mm -hmm has booze or something. Anyway, the elf is supposed to be in your house and watches your kids. So your kids think Santa's always watching. Oh, the elf is always so watching. So he's the fucking narc. Yes, the elf is the narc. Oh yes, my God, exactly. the elf is like Kim Jong-un and he's just <laughs> listening to all your... He's support. Yeah, he's reporting everything back to Santa. It's the NSA. But, mm. uh, but the whole theory of Santa is actually interesting. I know you don't want to go too far into politics, but just because of what I do for a living. Oh, that's no. The, I, if you're going to connect Santa the, to politics, I want to hear this. Wait, what? Oh, God. <laughs> um, how that's the, the fuck, main how I the fuck see everything are, are we going to make modern American politics? You know, you don't do, let's do it. Go it. Yeah, I want to hear this. Well, I want to hear how far we have to reach with this. The concept of Santa is interesting because you, you were just saying, like, the parents should get credit. The parents, the one working overtime, paying for the gifts. And I thought that's very Republican of you. And I know you're not a Republican, but I'm thinking, how did this whole concept of Santa last so long in America, which is very capitalist? The idea that someone drops off gifts for free, think about the message that sends mm. to your kids. Someone's coming into your house, first of all, for free, dropping gifts off They're for your kids. Entering. Yeah. You're not paying for them. I'm just saying, it's a little bit of a socialist message. Like, where do all the gifts come from? It's like people who mm. are on welfare and dependency say, where does that come from? Somebody has to pay for that. That's my point. That's oh, very man. interesting. You know, I always viewed Santa as, as religion. Yeah. I've always read the religious angle. Like, he, he, he sees, like, heaven and hell. Yeah. Like, he sees you when you're sleeping, and you so you have to be good, and then you get the good Which, shit. By the way, it's a very creepy yeah. song lyric. Can we uh, admit that in 2017? Right. Is that part of uh, the, right. pa it's the like, patriarchy? It's the NSA song. Or it's the, you know. 
Yeah. Harvey Weinstein song. Um, But you're right. I think Santa has been always associated with God because it's there. He's always watching. He sees if you do wrong. He sees if you do right. But I think there's this, there's an economic aspect here of like, Mm. you're telling your kids like you can get shit for free. No, they have to Someone just drops it off. They do have to pay for it by being good. All right. All right. I always thought, I think Jen is saying. I always thought heaven, like eternal happiness and bliss is a too hard of a concept to explain to kids. So this is like the way you like, it's (laughs) like the gateway drug for uh, like, for real religion, the real shit, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, it's like uh, eternal happiness. The the gift is the standard for eternal happiness and the not gift is hell. Oh man. So speaking of uh, tough love to your kids, are 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 we here to verdict this story up and move on to the next one? Oh, sure. What do you think, Sandeep? All yeah. right. So uh, I think this is across the board. This is some bullshit outrage. What do Holy you think, Jen? Officially. Yeah, fake. Okay, everyone. Fake outrage. You're on board? She's, yeah. Jen's nodding her yeah. head. Yeah. Well, so she actually... She I hate all outrage. First. I'm outraged at the outrage. Yeah. Ah. I'm also outraged at the outrage. Getting meta on here. <laughs> maybe, that could, maybe that could be the third category. Like, fake outrage, but then are you outraged at the fake outrage? Or are you just going to... I don't know. Well, I think all political outrage is bullshit and opportunistic. I think some outrage is legit. I mean, we 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 do a good job in the show. I think of actually figuring it out. Well, we're the only show that does this, as far as I know. You know, mm-hmm. that is doesn't really slight one way or the other. Uh, but yeah, fake outrage on the. Well, that's why we're the Supreme Court of outrage because there's the, you know we're yes. the final word. Yeah, indeed, our decision the only stands word. for all time. That, and that, sort of the people's court of outrage, too. I feel like you guys are men of the people. Yes. You've got your finger on the pulse. Yeah. Well, and yeah. if we don't know a topic, we always bring somebody on who who usually has some type of, like, you know, skin in the game. You know what I mean? Like, if it's like a gender topic, we don't do it with all guys because that'd be fucking stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's good you brought someone with no kids on to talk about kids and yeah. Christmas. Well, <laughs> it's, hard, it's hard to book people with kids. They're busy. They have That's kids. True. That's true. <laughs> They're too busy getting outraged at fake at commercials. But. Exactly. So let, let's come back to the States now. Let's come back to the States for this next story. This story took place in Tampa, Florida, where a lot of fantastic news stories come from, as we know, mm. here in America. A lot of good things started in Florida. And this is what happened. There was a restaurant called the Hampton Station, and they pissed off a bunch of par- people's parents because... They put up a sign recently, about a month and a half ago, that says, no children, right on the door. And I guess this is like a local pizza joint, but then they uh, had a few incidents, and then they rebranded as a bar slash restaurant because there were some kids that were acting up. And uh, I thought that was pretty funny, and I wanted to talk about it on this show. And so when asked about it, the owner, his name is Troy Taylor, he said, quote, a lot of people couldn't keep their kids under control. It's a liability and safety issue, unquote. So the the restaurant banned kids, and then that caused outrage? Yes. Because I guess local parents like the place and like bringing their families in there for their kids to act like shitheads. And there must have been some kind of incident where there was a kid that did something extra horrible. They they didn't specify what it was. I couldn't find anything about that. But the, the owner was like, all right, this is a liability thing. We can't have fucking kids in here anymore. And they just put up a sign one day that said no children on there. And now they're like a bar restaurant instead of a restaurant. And now Roy Moore doesn't go there anymore. Uh, no, now people who are awesome go there because next time I'm in Tampa, I'm going to specifically go to this fucking place. Did he miss oh, that? that? Was fun. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> what? He said now Rory. Roy Moore. Moore. Roy Moore. In Alabama does not go there anymore. He's the guy oh. who dated children. <laughs> the guy who's trying to fuck the 14 year old. Yeah. That guy. Right. right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> he has to what go to the Chuck oh, and Cheese next she, door. She's managed to tie both Santa and pizza to 
politics. I told you, <laughs> I is, can do it. This is goddamn impressive today. Well, this we is need why to she's do... a pundit. She's good. Yeah. In fact, yeah. we should do a show someday where you can throw words at me, like quick word association, and I can tie every word back to politics. Cotton candy. Uh, diabetes association, trade association. Well, yeah. Uh, the, oh, the government preventing sugar yes. and sodas. Yes, Michelle yes. Obama. No, right. no sugar. Well, that right. took two no junk food. That's, that's yeah, pretty sorry. fucking awesome. <laughs> that was good. That took you like less than fifteen words. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Do another one. Socks. All right, pizza parlor. Uh, here's the thing. <laughs> I shouldn't even bite. She's like, "No, fuck you." <laughs> here's the thing. So the the no children sign. First of all, reminds me of my old Bumble account. Every guy is like, "I do not want to have children," but that's a whole other separate <laughs> podcast. Um, so I feel like you have an axe to grind, Jen. This is uh... no, but I think the issue with the pizza parlor, uh, from what I understood, was they had this like unsecured patio that was right next to the roadway, mm-hmm. and there was no way to keep kids from like wandering off and going out onto the sidewalk or even into the street. Mm. So I think the outrage here, once again, is fake outrage because look, if there's a safety issue for kids, then that should be. Liability issue for the owner, which is what he said. Liability f- issue for the owner as well. Uh, Plus, there's booze being served on right, the patio. It seemed like the parents were getting drunk and then weren't minding their kids, and yeah. then the yeah. kids were almost getting run over. Yeah, yeah. I almost had to fucking slap a parent this morning. I was out to breakfast, and there. You ever have have a kid who's on like a bus or out yard eating somewhere, or whatever, and he has his fucking cell phone and he's playing like a movie or playing a video game at like full goddamn volume. Well, there was this fucking kid playing his like racing car game and i'm like you know hung over at brunch on a sunday morning and all i fucking hear is like that fucking engine noise and i just kept like passive aggressively looking at this kid's mom like are you gonna fucking do something or not but then the food came and he shut it off so <laughs> but here's very the anticlimactic thing. story even but if I- there was no patio if a restaurant wants to not allow kids and he's a private business why can't I just don't uh, Pick your kids somewhere else. There's so many kid friendly everywhere. You can take them everywhere else. Well, and I think that's mm-hmm. the real issue. Look at, I would call it the war on pizza parlors. <laughs> Look at how Wait, is there other people pizza parlors <laughs> have gotten hit. She the, did it the again, case, by the way. I did. Um, the case that went to the Supreme Court about this pizza parlor that wouldn't cater a gay wedding. Now look, whether you're for gay rights or, or oh, in addition gay to the cake guy, was it like next? Was it the same town? Yes, there was. There was a gay couple that went to a pizza parlor. Which, by the way, I have a lot of gay friends. They're not catering their weddings with pizza, so I think it was yes, a that is job. odd. That is yeah, because usually when you think gay, you think classy. At least Correct. I do. I don't <laughs> think pizza. They had to take it to the McDonald's across the street. Then. Did they like meat at? <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Did they like meet at like a fucking Little Caesars or something? Know. They were both like in acting school and they were both waiters or something. Like maybe it was a really high end pizza where they would use like you know Bode, French Bode cheeses, Bode and, yeah, caviar, all organic <laughs> ingredients. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying there. But but, so, so, but my point, and then if you look at the other scandalous thing, remember there was something during the campaign last year that was a couple weeks before the election where someone was like pro Hillary or anti Trump and went. To shoot up a pizza parlor. Remember this story? Shoot? Yes. There, oh, oh, this is the origin yes. of the Hillary Clinton is um, child, uh, the child molesting out of his pizza parlor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And there was a whole SWAT team called. I think there is a war on pizza parlors. And I feel badly for people who own the establishments. <laughs> that's that's where I stand. Wow. That is way to take the centrist angle on that one. Uh, so some people were saying 
about the incident in Tampa at this Hampton Station place that that they're saying it's discrimination against people who have kids against parents. Discrimination right. against parents, guys. Yeah, no, it's just discrimi- it's discrimination against kids. <laughs> Not the parents. The parents can come alone, but they just can't bring their kids. Yeah, and that's so they're they're saying like, no, but like I want to bring my kid here. What the fuck? Right. Yeah, you and know? again, this goes back to whether you're discriminating against people with kids or discriminating because your religious beliefs provide that you don't want to cater a gay wedding with your pizza from your pizza parlor. Look, in America, the, we've established, remember the signs when you were little, it says like no shoes, no shirt, no service. Like, I'm sorry, but if you walked into a 7-Eleven store with no shoes, no shirt on, mm-hmm. they would tell you to leave. And so we've we've gone like far astray from this in American society now where we think, oh, no, everyone's entitled to be served no matter what I walk into a store with. If I walk in naked, I, you can't throw me out. This is my right to be here. Well, the, yeah, the fact I'm, of the matter I'm an is if you're a business, you know, and you're offending my I identify as uh, an animal and animals don't wear clothes. So you're just being a fucking racist. Like it, it, it's like feelings are more important than you know facts and company policies nowadays and well and the privacy of uh, the privacy of american businesses when someone opens a business it's still a private entity just as sandeep doesn't have to let every single person in that comes by and rings his doorbell it's the same concept for an american although he's business. been known to but you <laughs> i mean you, that's what i've heard <laughs> you can't discriminate based on race though so there are things that are in the law where you can't like even if private business you can't be like yeah you're black you can't you can't come here but then I think um, with gay people, I don't think it's, it's not in the law. Is that the issue? Are the Supreme Court has, Correct. No, the Supreme Court has to decide this, right? Correct. That's what they have to decide. Yep. But you can discriminate against, against children. Children can be discriminated against. Yeah, fuck the kids. No, really. Well, I mean, but don't that's like, like, fuck that's them. Codified. But like, like, you, yeah. can't, they, they, you can't let them in. Roy Moore, everybody. Movies, you know. <laughs> kids, pedophile kids can jokes. be ordered around, basically, by... Well, no, and again, yet. this place, it was already like a pizza joint, so they, they just did like a semi-rebrand, it sounded like, to be like a bar restaurant. And once you're a bar, people with kids can fuck off. And I'll be honest with you, as somebody who lives in Brooklyn, as I already mentioned a minute ago, like, I I like to be able to go places where you can't bring your fucking kids, because I don't like being around them. And, and aren't simple. there liquor laws that say if you are serving alcohol or if you are a bar, you cannot have anyone under the age of 21? In the same way in Vegas, you you yeah, can't take a kid just... into a casino um, in Vegas. I think, I think that depends on the local jurisdiction because I know that if you're out in the suburbs or out in the country and you go to like a Chili's or something, you can totally order a drink at the restaurant and you're within 10 feet of kids. Oh, you know right. what I mean? So right. I, I know that in Brooklyn and New York City and all these places, I'm sure the laws are different than it is out in you know, rural New England or Missouri. Yeah, like in the suburbs of Chicago where I grew up, there was this uh, club called Palindrome. <laughs> where I used to <laughs> Great name. And uh, you could get in when you're 18, but you couldn't drink. So they're like, if you're 21 yeah, or 18 over, 18 to party, 21 you got to drink. Like a, yeah. You got like a different a color bracelet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I uh, partied there. The amount of money I would pay to see an 18 year old Sandy with a yes, glowy fucking wristband. I did wristband. go to Palindrome because we thought oh we were cool. God. So we'd go in and. Did you do a fake ID? Uh, I did have a fake ID. I, I had a fake ID You're made by this like shady. We drove to Indiana, and there's a shady. Like, I you say you drove place. to India. <laughs> yeah, and we just had to like write your information, and he gave you, and it, it it did. It was so. It just said identification card, and it had my picture and the the bullshit information. I used a fake name. <laughs> like, I don't know why I use a fake name, but just I don't know. I thought I was being you used know. a different ridiculous sounding Indian yeah, name. Yeah, things exactly what I did. Do you remember what it was? A uh, Deepesh Sajani. <laughs> 
That is brown That's as That's the fuck. best thing I've heard all night. And so <laughs> I would go in, I would go to Palindrome with this fake ID to try to get the, to try to get the, the, the uh, 21, place, whatever. Bracelet. Yeah. Which didn't work. And I didn't even drink. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't I, you know. See what I would I do. I was trying to like, like if I could like buy drinks for like chicks who were like 21. So I would have just figured out what, what color wristband they were using on a given night and just go buy those somewhere else. And then just also... get the regular one and just go to the bathroom, rip it off, and put the other color on. That, that's why. That's, so that's, that sounds my... like a lot of work. God damn it. We should have been friends back then. Only... <laughs> yeah. When I was 18 and you were like three. Yeah, we could have. Well, the funny thing is when you're 18 you know, you go to a club, you, you can't afford more than one or two $11 drinks. Right. You know what I mean? It's true. <laughs> that's that you're done after that one round. So that those girls might not have been that impressed by that. <laughs> so back to the pizza thing. Uh, fuck your kids. That's uh, what I want to say. Uh, your kids suck. I hate them. And I know that we've been accused in this show before, Sandeep, of uh, we only take the values of single guys in New York City. Yes. And you know what? Yeah, it's shining through right now, and I don't care. <laughs> it's true. Okay? I don't <laughs> care. I, I, I like to go places where I don't have to deal with baby strollers and children. I like to. I, I have no problem with you having children and raising them or whatever you have to do and telling them if they're Santa Claus or not. It's all good. But, like, yeah, there's places where people like to go and have adult fun and uh, fuck off with that. So I'm going fake outrage. Yeah, fake outrage. Yeah, fake outrage. Okay, well, we're having a lot of fake outrage all around today. And both stories involve children. Oh, yeah. It's weird. That's a weird. And here's the moral of the story. A lot of times this stuff is not the kid's fault. It's the parent's fault. If you discipline your kids, and again, this is easy for me to say not having kids, but there is a difference in friends I hang out with who are very strict with their kids and they're very polite and they're very well behaved in public as compared to the rest of the public, which is kids running around, running into the street. That's it's the parents' fault sometimes, not the kids. Well, yeah, and the thing is, and you you touched on this earlier. Uh, and I think that the whole thing with like the feelings and the society bending to you instead of you following rules, it extends to kids. And there's times where you'll see kids acting up, and the parents will just be like, "Oh, aren't they so cute?" And everyone else and you're is like, like, "No, no, your kid fucking sucks. <laughs> Calm him down." And it's like, well, no, I don't want to do that because I'd be abusive to tell my kid to stop, you know, peeing on this stranger's leg or whatever. Right. It, I'm it, my kid's it's, best friend. Yeah. Right. It, it's at the ridiculous level that I've noticed. And again, it's, it is easier for people like us to say, but I don't know. I feel like based on the three minutes I've seen certain people parenting, I could totally do a better job. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's kind of where I'm at with that. Sandy probably had a strict upbringing. So he's like, what are you guys talking about? Kids yeah. used to have fun. Uh, I just read <laughs> med- medical books. <laughs> I took summer school. And not so, as a punishment, just as like a normal thing. As a hobby. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, I remember my parents would buy these like math books from Zare, which was like Kmart, but for, for but more, but like worse. <laughs> Asked me to like do like 20 pages. We got to go to Chicago and I want to see where you, like the private middle school and shit that you went to. I went to public school, bitches. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. For some reason, I, I had it in my head that you were like a super prep. No, no, not at all. I was a little bit actually, because I went to like a semi prep school for high school. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I'm all, I'm all, I'm all salt of the earth, baby. <laughs> Good times. So uh, we've reached the almost end of the show. This is where we like to uh, ask our guests, Jen Kearns. Is there anything you're currently outraged about here in the universe that you'd like to let some steam off on? Well, I'm outraged about all the outrage and the fact that we're entering into the holiday season just means there's a lot more of it to come. So I'm waiting to see this Black Friday. Well, this podcast will be out after that, but waiting to see what the new Starbucks cup will be come Friday, the Black Friday. Waiting to see if the president will tweet about that. There will be a whole bunch of stories to come, I'm sure. Well, you know, what's interesting is that your 
you've been hinting now that you're, I think, and I don't want to put words in your mouth. Are you, are you anti the accusation of the war on Christmas? Anti the accusation. No, no. In fact, the opposite. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Christian. What? <laughs> um, yeah, you're from the like Heartland. Yeah. Right? Oh, I'm from Oklahoma originally. Would that be considered Heartland or South? That's more. Uh, the Heartland. Yeah. Okay. That's good. That that word was coined in the mid nineties after the Oklahoma city bombing. So yeah. Cause the that, outrage that's an- oh. often it, during Christmas <laughs> is that, is that there is a war on Christmas and people are outraged about that, but you seem to be saying that you're against that outrage or you're, you're for that outrage. Well, I'm or against all outrage. I mean, right. I'm, I'm just against everyone being mad about everything, especially with Twitter these days. Like I see the political hate that comes at me when, even when I'm on like MSNBC or something like that. And I'm just, aren't people tired of being outraged yet? Well, no, because this is the thing is that we were talking about this. We touched on this earlier, but we can go into it a little bit. And I think that all the political outrage is mostly bullshit because it's people aren't usually mad about it. It's usually just they're taking an opportunity to try to make their opponent look bad. Yeah. And so they're not mad per se about whatever small topic it was. They go, oh, you know what? Maybe I can make this person look like a slightly bigger idiot than usual and people will like agree with me and give me retweets or fucking whatever. Yeah. It's this whole subculture of just fucking just vile. And that's kind of what we started this show about a few years ago is we wanted to try to figure out what was worth people's energy getting mad about and not mad about. Right. Yes. And, and none of the political shit is, by the way. This whole show, we're outraged at the outrage. That's pretty much the whole basis of the show. No, no, no. no our show, we're trying to study the outrage. We're trying right. to take an actual, like, impartial view of it. You're outrageologists. Yes. We're yes. the internet's leading we're experts. We're doctors of outrage. Yeah. We're the PH, we have PH <laughs> outrage. No, we're the Archaeologists Court. of outrage. Yeah, so you said you're, you're, you're bracing for the impact of just But like outrage. the Starbucks cup, isn't that a, isn't that, that was the right, um, uh, that was a right-wing outrage. They were the ones True. Upset I can see about how it. you would think I would be. Yeah, I, I can see that because I made a comment but about that, Trump tweeting. And specifically that Starbucks outrage, which was, I don't think like the left-wing places were being upset at they changed the cups. True. Here's the thing with the cups. True. Is we've talked about the cups for two years in a row on the show. And yeah. by the way, it looks like it's gonna, we're going to end up talking about it the third year when the story <laughs> comes out in a few weeks. Um the thing is, I don't think the outrage is as widespread as people make it sound. I think that the Starbucks cup thing is just been kind of a slow news story bullshit thing because we had uh, Matt Marin on last year who worked at Starbucks. Yes. And granted, he worked in New York, but he's like, yeah, nobody really gave a shit about the cups at all. Nobody even noticed because people are going so fast. And uh, also we talked about well, it. No one's going to tell him about it. They're, 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 they're it's just New York's office people. But then well, they're coming in and they're buying a coffee and they're the, not going to yell at Matt Marin for changing the cups. Yeah, but <laughs> it's true. The first year uh, we had uh, the original founding co-host, Ajay Raj. Uh, he's from Texas. And people were saying, oh, Christians are upset about the Starbucks cups this year. And he's from Texas. And he asked a few of his friends and they're like, no, like right. nobody gives a shit. This is not a real thing. This is just lazy journalists who are like, people are mad to see if they can get clicks. Well, the problem is you live oh, in a country of like 300 million. So if like four people are mad, then they, they'll write, can, they can write a story about that. It's yeah, as long as, you, as long as you quote four random tweets, that counts as a writing a fucking article. True. Yeah. One true. of my pet peeves, uh, as Jen, is I, we, there are these stories and then they'll be like, this is happening. And then as their sources, they'll just take like some like four tweets from random people. It's like, well, they don't. What? Right. I think that's anything? what that's probably what annoys me the most about the outrage is it's this very small minority of the population that's the loudest complaining about that. I don't think it's very democratic. So let me mm. ask you, 
uh, so you're bracing for the holiday outrage. Yes. And we're going to hopefully get to do some good shit on the show here with that. Uh, do you have any predictions? Oh, that's a good one. I do think Starbucks will do something interesting with the cups come Black Friday. So we'll see what that is. I think they're very smart. They've already started this happy hour thing, which I think is a great PR move on their part. Now, if you go to Starbucks during the holiday season between 3 and 7 p.m., you can get one drink and your friend gets a drink for free. So I think Starbucks is already Ooh. bracing for some of the holiday outrage by giving up some Well, no, that's freebies. just smart in general because yeah. people, coffee's a morning thing. So they're trying to find a way to keep people in there past two in the afternoon. That's a, that's just brilliant. Getting people to fucking stay in the, yeah. that's great. It's kind of like how McDonald's did the opposite and started serving breakfast all day. Yeah. Because they finally realized that people, the, my generation, Get up at 2 p.m. and no, want a sausage biscuit. I, I take it personally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I take it personally when someone on my off day wants me to leave my apartment before, let's say, noon. Yes. I'm like, what are you, fucking crazy? Those 10 a.m.? 10 a.m.? What the fuck is what are we, North fucking <laughs> Korea? No, goddamn. I want to make griddle at, you know, fucking four in the afternoon when I'm hungover. Okay. But here's what will be interesting, though, uh, in terms of predictions. It will be interesting to see. This will be the first Christmas with Donald Trump in the White House with the power of Twitter behind him. It'll be very interesting to see how he behaves with some of these companies. I would be willing to bet that he'll chime in if there's a Starbucks cup that gets changed or a store that no longer says Merry Christmas. I guarantee it'll be the first time you'll hear the president of the United States chiming in on that. Yeah, yeah a lot of firsts for this president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping, by the way, the White House Christmas party is uh, Friday, December 9th, I think, December 8th or 9th. Hoping to see I don't get invited to that, that kind I'm, of party. I'm Jen, waiting so on my invitation. I, yeah, I like it. how you knew exactly. Oh, where do you get it was. a plus one? Uh, that is to be determined. Okay, They're well, working on mine first, and then it'll oh, be. Oh, man. If you do, uh, you're looking very lovely tonight. <laughs> I would so. I, again, I, I would pay even more money uh, than I would have paid to watch 19-year-old Sandy party than I would to watch <laughs> Sandy hang out with you at the White House Christmas at the White party. House Christmas party dinner with a bunch of like <laughs> right lead. Oh my God, this is this is going to be a oh, fantastic Christmas. It's on. Oh, it's on. You, you, we have the recording. If she's got a plus one, it's yours. Well, I'm yeah. I'm saying it. She hasn't said it, but I'm just gonna. We're gonna. Sp I'm gonna speak for her. <laughs> I'm a good press secretary. No comment. There <laughs> <laughs> we go. I think that's a pretty good place to end jen kearns if you people want to give you mean tweets or nice tweets where are they going to get you at at jen kearns usa on twitter that's right because we're in america <laughs> and uh you can get us at the fake outrage report at gmail.com fake outrage rept on twitter uh the wait i already said the email one give us some good reviews on itunes and all those other great places it would make me feel good and it would make you feel good too because you're helping the world go around with great podcast reviews Sandeep Sen, any parting thoughts? Uh, if any children have been listening to this podcast, uh, all we do disregard all statements that Santa Claus was yes, false. Yes, correct. We're just, you know, we're just trying. We're trying to um, just it's being fake news. Funny, yeah. funny yeah. humor. Funny. Yeah. <laughs>